Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, welcome to the First Things First podcast, everybody. Uh, we are doing uh, we're doing something a little different with the podcast today. First of all, uh, just in case you haven't noticed, the podcast is actually officially on a break. So uh, we're coming uh, we're coming back. If you if you if you watch Friends, not that kind of break. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is just a short, brief break where we're getting ready. Uh, we're trying to get ready for season two of the First Things First podcast, which is coming soon. I'm very excited about it. We've had some already a couple of really great uh, interviews and and really great experiences uh, that we're really excited to get to you. Uh, We'll be picking it back up in July, uh, but we thought we would jump in here and do a a podcast uh, just real quickly with summer coming. Uh, we thought we thought this might be a good time to do something a little special and something a, a little different. I have uh, my two friends here in in the studio with me in our podcast studio. That makes it sound much more official than it actually is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but my friend Annie Abney is here. Say hello, Annie. Hello. And uh, my friend and daughter. Carson Miles is here today. Wow, I'm both. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty special. Not everybody would be both, right? but that's yeah. good. So, uh, so we did. So these two, I've asked them to help me today because what we're doing today, these two folks are particular experts in the field that we're going to be uh, kind of digging into. We thought, okay, here, this is what we thought: with summer coming up, everybody's going to be driving, everybody's going to be traveling, taking vacations. You've got a little more, maybe maybe some folks have a little more downtime than you would normally have. And so, you know, summer is upon us. And so this is the time of the year where, you know, where you're going to have a little more free time. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, what's a, you know, I'm kind of in a show hole. What's a show that I need to be watching right now? What are some movies that will be interesting to watch? Books, you know, music that I could be listening to. And, and, so, uh, and so we've decided that what we would do is have a media episode here and basically what we're going to do is talk about some we're going to talk about some movies, some books, some music, some podcasts, uh, all different kinds of media uh, and, and that we have enjoyed and we're going to just kind of talk through that with you. Maybe you'll hear something in here you think, "Ooh, I, I might like to watch that or I might like to listen to that." Now, before we do that, let me give a disclaimer, okay? Uh, we're, we're not necessarily recommending any of the things that we're talking about here today. Uh, we're, uh, we're just kind of talking about some things that we have, uh, have we, that we've liked, that we've watched, that we've listened to, blah, blah, blah. But not everybody else might like the stuff that we would like, right? And, uh, and, uh, not everybody else would want to watch some of the things that we've watched or listen to some of the things that we would listen to. So we're not necessarily, we're not necessarily recommending them. What we're going to be talking about today is how these things, these books, these podcasts, whatever, how these things have uh, caused us to kind of think about our faith, to wrestle with our faith, and and so what we've been able to pull out of these things that that uh, that that helped us learn something about our relationship with God. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing. So you might hear it, and you might think, "Ooh, yeah, I would like to watch that," and then you watch it, and you're like, "Man, I didn't get that at all." So <laughs> that that may happen to you, um, and that's okay. Um, I also want to say that, uh, and I blame this totally on Carson. I'm a little under the weather today, and it's because Carson came home from camp with some kind of unknown sickness that she passed on to me and so that's why my voice sounds really funny every time my voice sounds like this i want to i want to sing johnny cash songs i just see that's a gift i have provided a service service. (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome Uh, whatever whatever (laughs) 
All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some uh, some media and and uh, and and both of uh, these ladies in the room with me are uh, enjoy those kinds of things, and so they are the experts in different fields of media. And so, uh, so we're just going to kind of break it down. I have we have a few different categories, ladies, if it's okay with you, that we can kind of that we can kind of talk about. The first one I thought we would talk about uh, with the you know with the exponential increase in streaming options that are out there. Uh, the first thing I thought we would talk about is shows. You know, uh, what are what are some shows, some series? I mean, you can't even say TV shows anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. Because you know they're offered their series offered on these streaming. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some shows maybe that you have watched, are watching, uh, and what and what did you get? What what faith stuff did you get out of that out of those shows? Who who'd like to jump in with one right now? I can. Okay. All right. Go, <laughs> um, Annie. So I have a couple of shows, but kind of all in the same genre. Me and my husband really enjoy like murder, crime kind of Ooh, shows. And so yes, um, we've recently been binging the show called The Mentalist. It came out oh. like early 2000s. Uh-huh, I watched uh-huh. it with my family, like growing up, like on TV. Right, now. right, right. We're just streaming it and binging it, you know, five episodes a night as we do. <laughs> um, so like we were just kind of talking the other day and talking about um, like the character in the show, he is someone who just picks up on little details and he right. kind of acts as if he's this psychic, but he's not actually a psychic. And yes. um, we were walking through the grocery store and Jackson's like, you know, since I've been watching that show, I just look at everyone. And I'm like, I know what you're thinking. Like, I can tell. <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking. Like I'm picking up on all the details. Um, and it really got me like thinking just that conversation about how easy it is and susceptible we are to watching these shows and like kind of forming our like, lifestyle i guess around them if sure, that makes sure, sure. sense yeah 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 um and just how like cautious we need to be when we're watching these things you know we right. can pick up on little characteristics of the show like i know for me if i'm watching a sassy character i automatically get you super sassy. sassy i just can't help it <laughs> so just like paying attention to what we're watching and what we're like filling our minds with i guess yeah. with that but overall we do recommend this show it's really good um, that show that show is like so one of my favorite shows okay mm-hmm. that show was like the serious uh, version of one of my favorite shows called yep. psych. psych oh yes we <laughs> love psych psych is one of the greatest shows ever but uh-huh. it's the same situation yeah. it's this guy who's pretending to be mm-hmm. psychic but really he's just this great detective and he notices all the details yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know what i would think when i would watch that show is man i wish uh, I, I wish going through my life that sometimes I was attuned to the details of the of what's going on in the lives of people around me. Yeah, like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just kind of and most of us the difference between the characters on the mental the character on the mentalist and on psych is that they're actually like paying attention to all these mm-hmm. details. Everybody else around them is just kind of going through a blinders on. They're not seeing yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. It's there mm-hmm. in front of everybody, but they don't see it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think. I wish I was more like that. I wish I yeah. noticed. Yeah you know, other people, you know, because that's a characteristic mm-hmm. of Jesus that he, he, you know, he noticed mm-hmm. people and he would see things that were going on in people's lives and he would call it out. And yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I wish and I was be more willing like to that. take that time, you know, yes. to look yeah. for that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Definitely. there's two, that's a two for one. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, mentalist yeah. and psych. <laughs> that's there we good. Go. <laughs> Carson loves psych. We, so good. It's so oh, funny. Man, we it's watch so that good. show a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. So it was very, very good. Very oh, good. Yeah, that and Monk. We liked Oh, oh yeah, yes, Monk. That's another uh-huh. one that's kind of similar. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. All right. Carson, what, what about you? Did you have a, a suggestion? A, a, a... Yeah. Not necessarily like a suggestion. This show's definitely not uh, for everybody, but it really like kind of 
opened my eyes into the ways in which like scripture can be easily just like totally misconstrued. Mm -hmm. So um, recently I watched uh, The Handmaid's Tale yeah. all the way through and um, it was it was really well done. Um, not not necessarily a happy show. No, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> definitely TBMA. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yes. Uh, so just be aware of that if you're planning on watching that uh, anytime soon. But kind of the, the storyline is um, it's set in the future and... Um, a dystopian future. A dystopian future, future yes. yes. And so in, in this dystopian future, uh, women are mostly unable to get pregnant so there's a huge fertility crisis and uh. um kids are really hard to come by so what uh america has now they've now come up with this this idea that there are these women who are fertile who are going to be handmaids and so uh, they have to right. bear the children for this husband and wife they work in the household and you know essentially get get raped in order to right. bear children for yeah, this family yeah, yeah. And um, it's crazy because a lot throughout the whole, the entirety of the show, the people in charge of this society, they quote a lot of Old Testament scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it really is insane because you're watching it and it, you know, it fits like directly with their like sick, twisted, you know, idea yes. of how society should be. And so as a non-Christian, you know, watching this, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like right. This. And so it's just it kind of, it really opened my eyes a lot to see how like the multiple different ways that scripture and the word of God can be manipulated to fit people's own right. like personal agendas. And the, the enemy himself, I mean, when the enemy was, was tempting Jesus, he used scripture. He used scripture. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah. so it's so easy to get, you know, manipulated by that and to, to misunderstand things that, mm -hmm. you know, God might be saying. And so it's something to be really aware of as we study scripture for ourselves and as we hear things in our culture regarding scripture, regarding Jesus, regarding God, it's important to really look into that, you know, for ourselves and, you know, kind of get our own personal understanding and not just right. listen to what other people are telling us. Yeah. That yeah. show too. And I've never watched that. I don't think I've watched a whole episode of that show. I think I've uh -huh. seen it a couple of like pieces of it when you were watching it at the mm -hmm. house. But, but that show too, it seems to me to be talking about too the dangers at the intersection of, of, uh, of faith and, and political agendas. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? Because, because the, the political agendas tend to take faith and twist them up mm -hmm. into this thing that, the faith never was meant to do in order to achieve their own ends, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it seems to be there's some warning. It seemed like the people who were writing the show, that was kind of one of the things they were trying to do was warn mm -hmm. about the dangers of that. Mm -hmm. So, which, which I think is healthy for, you know, for us to consider and think about too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All, right. All right. Well, uh, I, I, I've got one. Uh, I have a, a couple, uh, so that I would mention, but one of them is the good place. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Carson's that's watched The Good Place, too. That's a good one. <laughs> now, now, let me just say this. Uh, the Good Place is, uh, well, basically, it's completely wrong in every way, <laughs> right? There's, <laughs> there's not a single thing that's right. So the story is, uh, it centers on these four people who find themselves in heaven, in, in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. So they, they kind of come to, they've died, and they're now in heaven. So these four mm -hmm. people find themselves there. And it kind of follows them around and their experience of heaven. That's why it's called the good place, right? Their experience of heaven and their and and kind of follows them around as they kind of navigate their way through this new reality that they're in. Mm -hmm. So there's really not anything theologically correct about the entire show. 
<laughs> but but the show is really first of all it's hilarious mm-hmm. okay it's really really funny and uh and there's a lot of really good stuff in there but but all four of these people and i'm not going to give anything away <coughs> but all four of these people uh eventually kind of learned that they are essentially selfish people mm-hmm. right and uh, some of them know that sooner than others you know <laughs> but all four of them really are, are essentially selfish and flawed people and uh, and really none of them deserve to be where they are and so they kind of mm-hmm. come to they're kind of coming to terms with the fact that here they are in the good place but they really shouldn't be there and they don't know why they're there right so there's kind of mm-hmm. and some of them at the first are like oh yeah I totally deserve to be here and then they realize <laughs> over the course of time they shouldn't yeah. be there mm-hmm. you know but uh but the, the it's it's really great because you know essentially that that's who that's where we all are right none mm-hmm. of us none of us deserve to spend eternity with with God and mm-hmm. and there's lots of twists and twists and turns in the show that I want to give I don't want to give away at all but but the show does really talk about how all of us as humans are flawed and so a lot mm-hmm. of times when I was watching the show I would think you know that passage of Romans where all, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory you know mm-hmm. I would always think of that because everyone in the show is like that you know yeah. and anyway it's a it's a it's a funny show it's really interesting it's you know, you shouldn't base your theology on the show <laughs> at all. But, uh, but, uh, but I learned some things watching and had a and had a had a good laugh. So, does anyone have another one? I know you mentioned you might have. Yeah, have um, another one of those kind of crimeish shows uh, yeah. that we've been watching is The Blacklist. Ooh. We love that show. Yeah. It's very serious, yes. but um, kind of going off of what Carson was talking about earlier. Actually, um, the main character he is this crime lord, right? right? So he just kind of does anything for his own personal gain, whether that's murder, stealing, you know, right. manipulation, all of that. Like he's what the world would consider an evil man, you right. know, but then yeah. he's here and he quotes all of this scripture, you know, the yes. whole, the whole entire series, he quotes all this scripture and, um, like it just, you look at him and you see like, he's such a dark person and such a like evil man, but you get to see as the story progresses, how like, compassionate he can be and how loving he can be and how you know it kind of changes your perspective on this character and Uh just kind of thinking about it made me think through like how often do I see someone who does something wrong and just instantly I'm like no you're not right you're not worth like my time my energy all of that um but I think this show really made me think to like kind of change that perspective and just remind myself that like yeah like they may not be what someone would consider a good person, but they're still worthy of love. They're still sure. worthy of like affection and of compassion and forgiveness and all of those things. And so, well, and the Holy Spirit can be working in the darkest of hearts, right? Yeah, like a, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, cause in that show, uh, gosh, without giving anything away, but there's, there are these, there are these familial ties maybe mm-hmm. that yeah, are, definitely. that are compelling this guy to act in ways that he has normally acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't normally acted in the past. And, yeah. And then over the course of the show too, you find out about these things that have gone on in his past that kind of mm-hmm. shaped him, made yeah. him feel like he had to be this person, yes. uh-huh. you know, that was doing all these terrible things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah definitely. So really, really, really interesting show. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the show sometimes. There's a lot of shows out there where there's clear good guys and clear bad guys. And sometimes yeah, yeah. the shows that have these people that are much more complicated and nuanced characters mm-hmm. are, are sometimes more, more interesting. And yeah. we learn a lot about about humanity and about mm-hmm. faith when we, when we watch those. So yeah. yeah, Blacklist, that's a very enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. haven't, I haven't watched all of the whole series, but I watched oh, like, the yeah. first two or three seasons of it and mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So I would, I want to, I want to bring up another one that's nuanced that maybe there's some nuance to it. Um, I watched, I've watched the afterlife uh, or no, it's just called afterlife, <laughs> but it's got Ricky <laughs> Gervais in it. So that should tell you something like it's, <laughs> 
It's a British show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they they cuss a lot in this show. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but it's basically about this guy who is essentially a world class jerk. Like, I mean, he is just, and he was married, and his wife was this really sweet person that everybody liked, and she kind of counterbalanced him. But she dies. She but when the show opens, she has died, and he is trying to like figure out how to go on with his life. And he and at, at first in the show, he doesn't even want to live. Like he's really pretty much done with life and he hates everyone, literally all people, hates them all. And so and so you just, what I learned though watching the show, what I thought about, and it's cool as a pastor, is to, to see how people deal with grief and, and what, it, what it sometimes does to us and how we navigate, you know, the different stages of grief. And it was fascinating to me to watch in the show this character kind of go through all the stages of grief and, and figure out how he's going to pick, you know, how do you go on when you lose somebody that you care about that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and so for me, it was kind of, it, it was really instructive because I, I think about some lines from that show a lot when I'm talking to people who've experienced grief and who've walked through loss. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, I think it was also kind of poignant because we started watching the show. I started watching the show after Amy's sister died. And mm-hmm. so we were kind of navigating through some of that too. And so, I don't know. Maybe that's why it really struck a chord with me. But uh, it's it's really kind of one of those shows that, um, you know, that really kind of grabs you by the heartstrings sometimes. Maybe surprisingly, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, whoa! I didn't expect to, you know, have that little tear in my eye. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's a pretty good it's a pretty good show. So mm-hmm. uh, is there is there another one that you had, Carson, or were you did you just settle on the on the one? Um, no. Uh, so uh, I recently watched. Uh, you, you and mom watched this one with me, but it was, it's called Under the Banner of Heaven. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's based on a true story. It's a story of a, of a brutal murder that happens in the 1980s. Right, yeah. Um, within this uh, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints community. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it was really, really, it was tough to watch because it was just, it was just so like awful everything that happened but one thing that really stuck out stuck out to me is the detective that's trying to solve this case yeah played by andrew garfield yes, by the way who, which, he does a great job in that yes, show yes i love him yeah but anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just a side note that's a bonus bonus material for all of you <laughs> listeners out there um, but no like one thing that really stuck out to me is uh the detective Andrew Garfield's uh, character, he uh, he plays uh, a Mormon himself. He is right. a Mormon, and he's solving yeah. this murder within the LDS community. And you're watching him just kind of like learn about the history of some of the background of his faith, and you're watching him really struggle with with doubt and yeah. with uncertainty. And I think like, you know, even though we're not part of the LDS community or whatever. I think it, I think he just, he really depicted, you know, the doubt that I feel like a lot of us sometimes struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know, in our, in our own faith. And, um, it's something that, you know, we can, you know, we can relate to and, and it's kind of cool to see somebody like portray that, you know, in, in, you know, a show or a movie or whatever, because, you know, a lot of times people don't, don't talk about the struggles with with doubt and uncertainty that they right. have in their faith. They just pretend they don't exist, but they're there and they're real. And it's important to acknowledge those and come come to God 
with those in a in a healthy way. Yeah, and I think another thing that happens when you watch that show too is you learn a little bit about, um, you know, about Mormonism. You know, mm-hmm. about the the, the Church of uh, Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. which, you know, for for our listeners, I mean, it doesn't try. It's not trying to. It doesn't purport to be like accurate. I'm sure yeah. like a, a Mormon person watching it would be upset at how mm-hmm. you know how Mormons are depicted in the show. But you will pick up though some differences between the teachings of the Church of, Latter- of, of uh, Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, right, and and Christianity mm-hmm. and, and Orthodox mainstream Christianity, and there are differences. Like yes. you know, I think a lot of people out there just kind of assume that they think of you know of of Mormonism as just another denomination, like Methodist, Baptist, mm-hmm. Catholic, Mormons. You know, mm-hmm. and Frankly, that's that's not actually accurate. There's yes. quite a bit of difference, and and uh, and and Mormonism doesn't really line up at all with Orthodox Christianity. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are real big differences, and you pick up a little bit of that in the show. Mm-hmm. But it is awesome to see he's a true believer. In yes. the show. I mean, he's a very much and 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 to watch him kind of walk through that journey is it's it is very interesting. Okay, so the last one I'll mention, then we'll move on. And I hesitated to even put this on here because it's a vampire show. So I you know, <laughs> but. Uh, but it really, it, and, and all everything I've watched in the past couple of years, this show dealt more honestly and openly and even positively with faith than, than a lot of shows I've watched. It's called Midnight Mass. It's a very scary show, okay? I'm just going to throw it out it's there. very good, though. Very good, very well acted, very well done. But one of the main characters in the show is a priest. And, and the show has a lot, it records a lot of these conversations of the priest talking particularly to one other character in the show who is not a believer at all and is going through, uh, is going through something that's really difficult that happened in his past. He's dealing with something really difficult that happened in his past, and so the priest is talking to him about faith and about grace and about God, and it's actually like really good. The mm-hmm. stuff that the yeah. priest says really is really really good, and um, and so uh, so I was surprised. I was taken aback because a lot of times in shows like that. You know they they don't they don't it's not they don't have a really accurate depiction and they tend to mm-hmm. kind of make the priests look like idiots you know what I mean but this mm-hmm. one it's real it was some very very good conversations about faith in there now uh-huh. you know there's also a, you know blood sucking vampires so I'm just <laughs> uh, throwing that out there but but uh, but but some really good conversations about faith and then also um, some great conversations about death and what happens after we die and all these you know mm-hmm. really really deep deep philosophical conversations about that. From the the guy who who did the series, I, I feel like it's probably from an agnostic point of view, mm-hmm. uh, that's the viewpoint that's most represented. So it was also really interesting to me to understand that more about that viewpoint and how people uh, who from that viewpoint kind of approach, you know, uh, creation, life, death, all that kind of stuff. So really interesting, really interesting. Not for everyone. You've got to you got to kind of wade through some some vampire stuff, which I have no problem doing. Like I, I love the vampire parts. That's why it was great for me. Cause I, when I was thinking about theology and then, Oh yes, vampire, you know? <laughs> so it was good, good times. So, uh, and I hope I didn't give away. No, I think when you watch the trailer for that, even, you know that there's some kind of vampire. I don't think no, I gave yeah. away too much, but anyway, uh, midnight mass, not for everyone, but, uh, <laughs> but it is, there are some good things about it. So, uh, what about movies? Let's move on to movies. Are there some, are there some movies that will be, you know, uh, that, that you've watched that you kind of learned something from, what do you think? Anybody record any movies? Well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> it, this is 100% a show, but it's as long as a movie in the fourth season. <laughs> I think it's okay. time we acknowledge 
Stranger Things 4. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, like, the last two episodes were literally the length of a movie. So, I'm going to count it as a movie. Okay. All right. But, we're going to count, like, six movies. <laughs> yeah. Six yeah. movies. Uh, but, no, one thing that really, it stood out to me throughout the whole show, but really in, in this past season is um, there was this one line that this one, this one guy said, yeah. Uh, when he was talking to, was he talking to the police? The police officer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he said, you can't expect to defeat the devil if you don't believe he's there, if you don't believe he exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like throughout the whole show, I mean, you get the whole concept of the upside down and these mm-hmm. like monsters like, you know, There's, a, there's an evil reality yes. that's like, at, that's trying to break into our own. It's kind of the way they make uh-huh. it seem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... It's important for me as a as a Christian to kind of look at and see because a lot of times, you know, when when difficult bad things happen, we tend to blame God and blame other people. That's yeah. our two go-tos. Right. But it there is a real enemy at yes. work. Yes. Yeah. And it that is really really important to remember and a lot of times <laughs> we we don't we don't credit all of the bad stuff to the real enemy at work yeah we, we give credit to you know god and people there are and forces else, of there are, evil mm-hmm. right at work 100%. in the world yeah and stranger things is not a really great depiction of spiritual warfare that's no. not what Carson's <laughs> saying <laughs> no. but but it does remind it is kind of interesting to make you think about well yeah there you know the the there there we do have we do have a, a, a an enemy who seeks to steal kill and destroy and he's at mm-hmm. work in the world and yeah yeah uh, I, I, I what i like about stranger things though is this the these relationships between the kids. The, oh, so yeah. there's a group of kids that the show follows around, and their relationships. One of the lo- the loyalty, the friendship, mm-hmm. um, is really the engine that makes that show go, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's the thing that keeps you coming back. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, so I really like that part of the show, and and just re- it resonates with me. I think that's really good. So mm-hmm. um, okay, so I'm gonna throw a movie out since we've already talked about Andrew Garfield. I'm, I'm gonna talk about Hacksaw Ridge. As mm-hmm. a movie, it came out I think 2016. But Andrew Garfield is the lead character in that, and he plays a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a Christian uh, who uh, I want to say maybe Mennonite, but he, he's a pacifist. But when when World War II starts, he wants to serve his country, uh, even though he's a pacifist. And so he 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 signs up for the army uh, with the eventual goal of being in the in the medical corps. You know that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. So. But long story short, he ends up on the front lines of one of the of one of the the most significant battles in the entire war, and uh, and his faith drives him to an incredible act of bravery, and that's kind of what the movie's about, and and uh, Andrew Garfield just does such a great job of of honestly portraying this person this person's like real faith. It's based on a true story. This person's real faith that and and how that it was basically that foundation of faith that drove them to these actions and so so that was a really good movie. It's a war movie, so all you guys out there, you know, there's a lot of shooting and a lot of you know, but 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 it's a it was really really well done, very good movie, very very well acted. So that would be one that that I would throw out there. So yeah. any any others? Did you have one? Annie? Um, so we don't we're not big movie watchers yeah. in our house. You know, we watch TV shows right, and right. all of that. But um, one movie that definitely did have me like grappling with good and evil, I guess, um, 
was the new Batman movie when that came oh, yeah. out. You yeah. know, those yeah. movies are meant to be eerie and uh-huh. kind of creepy uh-huh. and that. And personally, I don't do well with any of that kind of right. stuff. Yeah, I get so anxious thing. and yeah. I'm like sitting there and <laughs> like closing my eyes most of the movie. So don't but, watch Midnight Mass. Oh, no, <laughs> I, don't worry. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> um, but just coming, like watching that movie and then coming out of the theater, like me and Jackson and some of our friends, like got to have some really good conversations about yeah. like good and evil and like, just how like that whole movie had a very evil vibe. Yeah. But what does that look like like in our world today? Like sure. does it compare or does it not and right. all of that? So that's yeah. one I definitely recommend for people who can stomach that kind of right, stuff. Right, you right, know? right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought man, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought so many great performances mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was very, very interesting. That yeah, anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw another one out. And this is one, I try to pick some ones that maybe a bunch of people hadn't seen. Like Hacksaw mm, yeah. Ridge is probably one that not a lot of folks have seen. Mm-hmm. Another one that I bet almost no one has seen, I think it came out in 2012, is called Beasts of the Southern Wild. And so it's about, it's about this six-year-old girl who's living in the Mississippi, this section of the Mississippi Delta called the bathtub, like desperate poverty. Um, she lives in, I mean, it's like, abject poverty like a tiny mm-hmm. little trailer with her dad who is who loves her but is but is really harsh and really tough and um because the world that he believes he's living in is really harsh and really tough and he wants her to be tough and um anyway it is a beautiful movie so what happens in the movie is um you know uh, basically hurricane katrina comes rolling through floods that whole area out and so it, it, it eventually you have this this uh, little six-year-old girl who uh, is facing all of this unbelievable adversity and and she's and she goes to look for her mom you know who she's never met and uh, and also in, in the middle of all this there's all this imagining and fantasy because you know kids are like that they have the imagine wild imagination so there's all these scenes of wild imagination going on as she tries to get her head around what's happening in her world like everything's falling apart and and it's really crazy the the girl in the movie who plays the six-year-old you know girl in the movie they they actually just you know went to the delta and the dad and the girl were both like just people who were i mean this girl's Mm -hmm. dad's a truck driver she was not an an actor but she was nominated for an academy award for performance as a six-year-old so it's that good, okay? It's it's it, it's a uh, it's worth watching just to see watch this six year old girl act and and watch how she embodies this character. But but what what I got from it was it really it really gives you a uh, an unvarnished view of what real poverty looks like mm-hmm. and and how difficult and painful even the lives of people are who live in that and uh, and you know. If you're like me, you're watching it and you're like, I can't believe this is America. I mean, mm-hmm. there are places like this in the United States. Well, yeah, there's places like this in shallow water. I mean, mm-hmm. the where people are living like the people in this show. And uh, and so I just, man, it was really impactful for me. And it was just so beautiful because you fall in love with this character, with this girl and with and, and just her her strength and her confidence and how she's kind of growing into this person and anyway so i've loved that movie you probably have never seen it but uh, it would be worth the watch it's available on prime uh video so any others uh any other movies before we move on to another category okay then i'm going to do one more <laughs> uh a quiet place uh, a quiet oh, place yeah. john uh, krasinski yep. mm-hmm. and uh, okay what's his wife's name emily it's just blunt emily blunt mm-hmm. yeah that movie's brilliant 
it's a it's about an alien invasion. Okay, but if, for those of you who are out there, oh, I'm not watching it if it's sci-fi. Okay, you you could still watch this movie it's if so if you're <laughs> if you're out there and you're just a fan of love stories or you know whatever. Right, this movie would work for you. It's intense. You know, it's because the the aliens who've invaded Earth uh, have like super hearing, and so. So the whole thing is, if you make any noise, they can find you and they'll and they'll destroy you. And so, so there's this. It's a all. It centers on this family, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and their two kids who are trying to survive in this world that's been completely changed and completely ravaged all around them. And and so there's this. Uh, there's a lot about how how in the middle of incredible suffering and heartache and pain, how beauty and mm-hmm. life kind of spring up from that. Yeah. There's a lot of that in the movie. There's a lot of. Uh, of creativity and how they manage this really unbelievable situation that they find themselves in. So anyway, great movie. Uh, and if you're a fan of the office, you know, John Krasinski is just unbelievable. He's just yeah, great. Yeah. I, he's so talented. I'll go watch anything that he's mm-hmm. in. And, and Emily Blunt's the same way. Like uh-huh. they, you just can't, you want to like them. Yeah. You know, by the way, speaking of shows during the whole COVID thing, did any of you guys watch good news? The, the YouTube show yes, that John Krasinski uh-huh, did. Yes. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like if you can find that and, and watch it, if you didn't watch it during the whole COVID shutdown thing, you should go and watch it. Yeah. What an amazing, anyway. So mm-hmm. you just want to like the guy, you know, <laughs> yeah, you really absolutely. do. So, okay. All right. So we've talked about some movies. Let's move on to, to music. Carson, what, uh, what music uh, would you kind of throw out there as some, some things that people might enjoy and also might help us kind of think about faith a little bit? Oh boy, I I love music. So. <laughs> Hard to narrow it down. To, oh, I really it? I really had to think about this one because I had the same problem. Yeah, I could same. spend like <laughs> the entirety of this podcast plus five more, you know, yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. But uh, there's there's two that I really really have liked uh, this this past year. One of them is Christian. One of them's totally not but right, it makes yeah. you makes you think about some stuff so uh-huh. uh, the first one is uh relate by for king and country oh yeah and um the first time i actually heard that song was in concert yes um yeah. at their at the where were we we were at the, at dickie's arena yeah, in fort worth yeah. we went to see their the their christmas show right yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. um i heard that song and basically what it's talking about um is just like ev- how different everybody is and we don't know what it's like to be each other, but yeah, you know, we're all made, you know, in the image of God and right. under the grace of God. And, um, that's something we can relate to and we can love one another, even in spite of our differences. And I mm-hmm. think that's, mm-hmm. a, that is a message that really, really sticks out <laughs> to me, especially in this season, right. of, you know, our culture and our world, because if you disagree on even, the slightest thing, you know, like, right. you're like, oh, I can't associate myself with you. Oh, we can't yeah, be yeah. friends. Oh, I don't yeah. like you. But that's not, that is not the character of Jesus. That right. is not what the Lord wants. Yeah. And a lot of times, even I myself, I fall short of that. Yeah. And it's an important message to remember that, you know, even, even though somebody might, you know, disagree with me or somebody might be different than me in any, any way, um, yeah. that does not mean that the love of God does not extend to them as well. And by the way, that whole mm-hmm. album, which is their newest one, that's just been released, is, is really is really good. good. I'm they're they're not my favorite. I, uh, Sadie loves them, and mm-hmm. and uh, Sadie really loves yes. them, and Carson loves them. Uh, but but I really enjoyed that entire album, that, mm-hmm. the most recent one that's come out. So we we would recommend that whole album. So we'll mm-hmm. come back and get the other one from you in just a second. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. Annie, what about you? you 
Give yeah, us more. Definitely. Um, so I kind of went a different route. I didn't pick just like one specific song, but yeah, really that's what I did too. I picked yeah. the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think that, uh, the piece volume one and two by uh, Bethel, yeah. those have been like really impactful for me right now in this season. You know, yes. it's a very calming, it's a bunch of covers of Christian songs, very right. um, acoustic vibe. Um, and I think for me, like I enjoy that just because like in such a chaotic world, sometimes I just need to like be still. And that's something that really helps like calm my spirit and calm my mind and sure. just remind me of like who the Lord is and yeah. who he calls me and like kind of gives me that refreshing yeah. to my soul, you know? Is there a particular song off either one of those or a lyric um, that maybe has really stuck with honestly, you? What do you think? There's not so many too much. There's one on there by Brandon Lake. I can't remember which one it Brandon is. Lake. Yeah, it Carson's might be huge, Gratitude. It's so good. Oh, Gratitude. Yes, yes. So Gratitude good. is very mm. good. Yeah. yeah. She so sent good. me that one. She, yeah. uh, Carson texted <laughs> that one to me. Dad, listen to this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is very so good. good. Yeah. But yeah, I think that whole album, honestly, if you need just... A little bit of peace in your life yeah. that's a great one yeah so so um so uh i have been listening to a lot of like americana music recently i don't know why i don't know what happened to <laughs> me but uh really honestly that's probably what that's what my soul that's the language my soul talks in is americana <laughs> you know so when i'm writing songs like when i'm just when i'm not trying mm-hmm. to write anything i'm just letting it come out that's usually what comes out it comes mm-hmm. out as but um I just recently started listening to this album. It's by a guy named Jason Erie, E-R-I-E. The name of the album is Tiny Fires. Uh, the whole album is just, he's got this, he's really got his finger on the, like, the the plight of the working man. And so he reminds me a lot of Bruce Springsteen. And I think he's actually kind of going for that. The, just that, you know, the plight of the working man kind of deal. Um, and there's so many, he, the, the, the record he has two, he's got an EP and then this full record called Tiny Fires, but but both of them are really steeped in a lot of religious imagery. And he uses the religious imagery sometimes to kind of shine a light on some some things that are some things that are good, but some things that are not good about American culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so there's a lot of really good a lot of really good stuff on that on that uh, on that album and and uh, and so he, he but he does kind of like to point out sometimes the hypocrisy of American culture. So um, there's also, there's a song on there called Meadowlands Fair. And, uh, I literally have not been able to stop listening to that song. I, I mean, I've listened to it probably 30 or 40 times since the first time I heard it. And I, I just keep listening to it because I mean, it's like a, it's like a lyrical throat punch. Like it's just, I can't, I don't want to describe it to you because I, I want you to listen to it. If you listen to the song, you need to listen to it at a time when you can really pay attention to the lyrics and focus on what's going on because it's a story song. Mm-hmm. And you need to just digest all of the lyrics of the song. It is not easy listening. Um, and it just really, it really does a great job of putting this unimaginable anguish into words. And so, so uh, and the whole record's kind of like that. He does a good job of that in other ways, but that one's the one that kind of crystallizes everything. And for me as a songwriter, I love songs like that, that kind of grab you by the throat. Mm-hmm. Songs that they're not about what you expect them to be about, and they, but they really do a great job of, of describing a particular emotion at a particular time. So, so Tiny Fires, Jason Erie, and Meadowlands Fair is the song off that album that I really I really liked a lot. So, you, uh, go ahead. What's your what was your other one, Carson? Oh, uh, so I don't know if y'all know the author, uh, songwriter, actor Ben Platt. He's mm. one of my yeah. favorites in the history. Unbelievable of ever. talented. <laughs> like, my goodness, he's so good. 
unimaginably good mm-hmm. singer. So yeah. yeah, and a good actor. And yeah, just, yeah. I love him. He's stupid good at a lot of Anyways. stuff. Makes me mad. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but like sometimes he'll like be singing, and then he'll just his voice will just break out in this crazy like vibrato run, like he's yeah. exploding. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, he can't contain his yeah. talent. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just exploding out of him. But uh, one of my favorite songs from uh, his first album that he ever came out with, um, it's called Grow As We Go. And um, it's it's a love song um, talking about, you know, how, um, you know, there's this person that, that that's like, I have I have a lot of growing to do. I have a lot of stuff that I need to get to get right. And I need to kind of do it on my own. And yeah, and we, have, we like, need to break up because mm-hmm. because I've got some growing to do, which I heard. So many times when I was growing up, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was tough. that excuse yeah. was given to me a lot. But yeah. okay, but what does Ben Platt say in the song yeah. though? He's like, well, what he's saying, he's like, you don't have to leave to change. Like we can do this together. We can right. grow together. You can grow with me. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I listened to that song, and you know, the you know, little schoolgirl part of me is like, oh, love, and yeah, stuff. yeah. And love, oh, so sweet. But um. You know, then the the super spiritual part of me um, right. also <laughs> also thinks uh, this is kind of how God wants relationship with us. Like right. mm-hmm. we don't have to get perfect first and then come to God. No, like, we can't. God yeah. wants us to grow with Him, next yeah. to Him, in relationship with Him, and right. that's something mm-hmm. that is is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I can come as I am, and right. I can grow as I go with God love that accepts us as we are, Mm -hmm. you know, and then helps us to become who we're supposed to become. You know that uh, you're Mm -hmm. right. That's really good. Really good. What about you, Annie? Um, I think just a song that has really, I guess been crucial in my past six months of life. Um, but Brian and Katie Torwalt, they Mm -hmm. came out with a new song called, wouldn't it be like you? And it's talking about, um, Christ and how he came as a baby and how that's just so different than anything we could have expected or thought or imagined. Um, and just how there's so much like more goodness in our lives to come that we can't expect or think or imagine. And he's just so good. And, um, I think like for me and my personal walk, like that's been very influential, just like if you go and listen to my podcast, there's a lot of stuff stuff that's happened this year for us and like being able to hear that and just be affirmed that, um, you know, the Lord has good for us and the Lord has good for everyone, you know, and we yeah. may not expect it or know what's to come, but it's going to be good either way. So, yeah, I, and that's a good reminder. If you haven't listened to the podcast episode that with that Annie is on, <laughs> uh, go back and take a listen to that. And uh, it was it was very very good and a lot of really awesome truth in there. So that's good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I so one of my favorites uh, what, that I I kind of listened to over and over again for a while was The Killers, um, wonderful, wonderful. So the whole album, the lead singers and principal songwriter for the for the band, he, he was he was writing it, and a lot of it had to do with his wife's struggle with depression and and kind of living through that with her, and so there's a lot of songs on there that are just, I don't know, there's a lot of beauty on the album because it's all about loving someone through the, these really painful difficult circumstances, and so there's so much really good stuff on there and mm-hmm. you know I, and I, I the first time I heard that album was at a time when you know whenever what it was talking about was really meaningful to me I was I was dealing with some of that stuff in my own life myself you know just kind of how do I navigate these difficult seasons and there's one song on there called Rut though that's the best song mm-hmm. Rut R-U-T that's the best song on the album and for me it was just like an anthem during during one time in my life and I thought it was so good and if so if if uh 
what what it really talks about is it talks about loving people as they are. Um, but it also anybody who's ever struggled with with uh, mental health or with depression will really resonate with that song mm. uh, mm-hmm. because the song is really just kind of begging you to love me. Look, I'm 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 trying to I'm working my way through this. Please don't give up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, <coughs> and so I just think that song's beautiful. The album's awesome. Um, so that's definitely one that's that's meant a lot to me for sure, mm-hmm. and that I enjoyed a lot. So did you have another one too? You had, did you have one more? I mean, I have a whole list. I can okay. keep going all day. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's both, <laughs> let's do one more. Okay, I know me and you, I don't good. think Carson has another one, but me. And okay, you yeah. Um, all praise by Sean Curran. I think that that is just such a powerful song. Um, it's kind of one of those songs that's just an anthem. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. an anthem of praise to the Lord, and um, like just talking about giving Him all of the praise, all of the glory like not holding anything back just all of it's his um and i first like really loved this song from watching the passion um conference this past year you know they played it live and he sang live and performed it and just hearing like the thousands and thousands and thousands of college kids all singing singing all praise over and over you know it's just such a powerful and moving thing so i recommend that that's awesome yeah the the last one this would be also in the kind of americana you know group but uh, there's a group called Judah and the Lion. Mm, they're just, them. they're so fun, man. They're just really <laughs> yeah. fun. And I'm not m- as much a fan of some of their, their later albums, but the the one that came out like in 2014, it's called Kids These Days. Mm-hmm. That album is just awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's raucous. It's fun. They, they have a lot of like, there's mandolin and banjo and a lot of fun instrumentation. And, um, but it's also kind of rocking and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I really enjoyed it. Uh, the whole album is really good. They, they're Christians, so a lot of their music, you know, has that worldview kind of steeped into it. But I think it really that album in particular captures um, the searching that a lot of young people do, where they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out who they are, trying to understand where their place in the world. That album talks a lot about it, and it's really, really good. Um, so, and and also, you know, that album kind of introduce you to this whole family of. You know, like, you know, Drew Holcomb and the mm-hmm. neighbors and and yeah. uh, Johnny Swim yeah. <laughs> and a lot of other folks that are kind of in that same genre. Mm-hmm. And eventually the pinnacle of all that to me is need to breathe. So mm-hmm. I'm not I don't even have them on my list, but yeah. pretty much anything that need to yeah. breathe does. You should <laughs> listen to it because <laughs> they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. All right. So let's talk about books. Um, Carson, why don't you start us off with with books? Uh, what, what What's uh, what's one book that you've read that, you know, that that was you know, that you would recommend or that you, that you, that was really impactful for you? Oh my goodness. I have so many. So I'm not going to be <laughs> able to get to all of them in, yeah, this, yeah. in this podcast. So just, just come find me wherever I am and ask me, <laughs> Carson, do you have a book for me to read? And I will be like, yes, I actually am carrying it with me right now. Yeah, <laughs> here, here it is. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely, I did a lot of reading this past year, especially, uh, Christian nonfiction, especially. Um, so, which was a departure for you? Like, that's yes, not been yeah. a genre that you read a lot, but this year yeah. you've re- really have. So, mm-hmm. Okay, all right, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's been it's been really amazing. But um, the first one that I kind of want to talk about is this book called uh, Taste and See. Oh, who's the author? Her name is Margaret Feinberg. Okay. And um, I got this book. It was a gift at two years ago or three years ago, we went to the right now media conference. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I took one of this lady's classes and she, she gave me this book and she signed it. And, um, really it's, it's kind of a deep dive into scripture, but a deep dive into 
scripture um, from the perspective of food and how significant food is in scripture and some of Hmm. the imagery that um, a lot of it, you know, represents. She talks about, you know, olive oil, figs, fish, bread. Um, So it's a lot of really cool stuff. Like as you're reading scripture, if you understand some of the historical context and some of the significance Mm -hmm. of, you know, the the imagery of that time period, it really opens your eyes to, you know, some ways that God might be speaking to you in that you might have totally missed before, um, which is what this book definitely did for me. One of the most significant things that uh, I remember from from the book is when she's talking about um, when she's talking about bread. And so uh, she talks about the verse that says, you know, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And yeah, um, she said, uh in that time, in that day and age, yeast was not a separate ingredient. Yeast was made like, for those of you bakers out there, um, it's it's made like a sourdough starter is today. Right. You know, you use flour and water, and when you're making bread, it makes its own yeast. So, you know, we we read that verse and we're like, oh yeah, beware, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Like it's something outside of ourselves that we need to be aware of and be afraid of. And yes, well, that's also true. What Jesus is also saying is that the same, the same stuff that rose up within the Pharisees, the judgment, the criticism, you know, all of all of that stuff, that is within us. And if we let the wrong things rise up, then we can drift away from the will of God and the character right. of Jesus. And so, you know, that's not something that's just outside of ourselves. That's something that's within us that we need to not let rise. And yeah, so yeah. That was really. I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool." Yeah, but, <laughs> which, is, which is something yeah. that the original people that Jesus was talking to, they just knew that. Intuitively. Yeah, they just like, knew it. That's how and they. So, yeah. You know, yeah, but <laughs> but you don't get it when you're just reading the gospel uh-huh. because because we don't we don't process we don't think about food or even cook the same way they did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah what about you, Annie? Um, again, books are not like one of those things. Like I don't <laughs> read books all the time. I'm more of a podcast gal. Um, But one book that I'm really enjoying right now is called Holier Than Thou by Mm -hmm. Jackie Hill Perry. And it is, it's so good. Like, it's so profound. Um, And it basically is talking through this question, um, if God can't sin, then he can't sin against you. And if he can't sin against you, shouldn't you make, shouldn't that make him the most trustworthy thing that there is? And how God being holy, like, requires our trust, you know, like, they're not requires our trust, our trust we can trust him because he is holy Um, and he is so trustworthy and I'm not all the way finished with it yet, but it's so good. And she's just such a great author and writes everything um, in such a profound way, but it's still simple enough to understand it. You know, Um, it kind of, as I'm reading it, it kind of sounds, uh, it flows like a spoken word poem almost like every syllable is so um, like intentionally placed and crafted to get her point across. And it's just really cool. So I recommend that one. All right. Very good. Uh, so I'm going to, you guys both did nonfiction, so I'm going to do a fiction, work of fiction. Uh, Peace Like a River uh, by Life Inger. Uh, that that book is just, uh, wow, it's just, it's got such an emotional punch to it. So it's about this family that's actually dealing with this really tragic circumstance, but they're a family of faith. Like they, 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 they love God, want to serve God. The, the dad in the, in the book is really that kind of person, you know, and so... So anyway, so so they're dealing with this really hard thing, um, and in the context of their faith, and 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 it's really really powerful, and a really beautiful story, 
And, and I, I love the way the book actually talks about faith. Once again, sometimes in, in books and in movies and stuff, people of faith, they're kind of, you know, they're depicted as like simpletons or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but in this book, it's not that way at all. Like, uh, <coughs> it's, it's really a, a really well-written book. And I think a very encouraging book. I learned a lot from, from the book and, and just a beautiful story. So if you like a good story, you know, that, that's a good one. So, mm-hmm. and it's great because a lot of it, uh, the, some of the pivotal scenes take place in the, in, in winter. And I can't remember where it's set. It's like in the Dakotas or something like mm-hmm. that. But, but, uh, so if you're laying out on a beach or s- somewhere and you're feeling a little, you know, too, more, too hot, <laughs> you can read this book. It might, it might counteract. So that, that's mm-hmm. a good one. That, that's a really good one. Carson, what's another one? Oh man. All right. Uh, I'm trying to choose which one, <laughs> which one I should do. Cause I have so many. Yeah. Um, so another book that I read uh, kind of at the tail end of last summer was uh, it, it was a recent book um, by Louis Giglio called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat mm-hmm. at Your Table. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really just taking a deep dive and breaking down the 23rd Psalm. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. They're like, oh, the 23rd Psalm. I've heard that so much. <laughs> like everybody always talks about Psalm 23. But no, like it, it provides a totally different and completely new perspective on that passage of passage of scripture that I had never before thought about. Um, one of the one of the things that really stood out to me was uh, Louis Giglio is talking about how you know the verse says that you you leave me um, to green pastures, you leave me beside still waters, but you don't stay there. Like God doesn't just lead us there and to stay in the green pa- yeah, yeah. pastures and yeah. stay by the still waters. Like I mean, like following that verse, He talks about being in the valley Sh- of the shadow, shadow of death, <laughs> the yeah. valley of the shadow of death. Right. So, like it, He, the author said, He was saying that yes, God leads us there, but it's it is to rest and equip us to grow further in mm. our faith and in our journey right. and in our ministry. Um, in, in the moments to come and even in the dark moments to come. So, you know, God doesn't just lead us there and leave us there. Like yeah. it is, it is in preparation mm-hmm. for the good yeah, the works that God thing. has planned for us to yeah. do, mm-hmm. which is totally awesome. And yeah. it gets me all that's excited. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like Louis Giglio mm-hmm. yeah. a lot yeah. too. So, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go a different direction too then. And I'm going to, I would, I'm going to suggest with the 4th of July coming up that you, that you read John Adams by David McCullough. So it's basically a biography of the second president of the United States, John Adams, fascinating book that, uh, a lot of the book is based on the, the letters that John Adams wrote to his wife. So, you know, in that day and age, and and we forget some, John Adams was was in France as the ambassador for, you know, a couple of years. I mean, he spent a lot of time when he, when he was at, you know, in Congress, you know, whatever he was, you know, he was, he was living there for months at a time away from his family. So they wrote letters back and forth to each other. And, uh, we have a lot of those letters in the national archives. And so anyway, the, the, the relationship that the two of them had was really awesome. Like he really saw her as an equal and sought her advice. And so they had this really, this really kind of beautiful relationship where there was a mutual respect that they had for one another. And so that's really cool. That's one great thing about the book. And also, um, this is a man, John Adams, a man who was really serious about his faith. And it was his faith that actually drove him to service in the public arena. And so, and he wanted to live out his faith as a public figure, as a, as a public servant. And so uh, he was driven to s- serve by his faith. And so I think that's really good. But he was also a very complicated man 
whose pride and ego would get in the way and who, uh, you know, and who, who would, uh, he was uncompromising and unyielding. He was stubborn almost to the point of that being a bad thing. Well, it was mm-hmm. a bad thing a lot of times. And, um, and I think later on in his life, he's able to admit that. And um, he has a, had a friendship with Thomas Jefferson that eventually they became like arch enemies and they didn't speak for years and years and years. And so, so there's a lot of really cool things going on and it gives you a lot of, uh, a, a unique window into the formation of our of our country too. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so I would highly suggest that's a great book, very uh, kind of inspirational kind of a book. And I think you'll enjoy learning about John Adams. So do you have another one? Squirt, give, give me one more. Okay. Um. I'm sorry, y'all. Squirt <laughs> is Carson's nickname. Yes, and is. I didn't even think about it before I said it on the podcast. <laughs> no, so I'm sorry okay. about that. I, I accept, I accept okay. who I am. I accept my nickname. <laughs> all right. Know, all right. You know, feel free to call me. Great, because now everyone who listens to this podcast is going to call you that. I've unleashed that. I'm sorry. All right. It's it's an exciting time. I'm looking forward to uh, church on Sunday. Um, (laughs) No, but uh, so one of of my favorite authors very, very recently that I've very recently discovered is a woman named Lisa Turkhurst. If you don't know who that is, um, you need to do yourself a favor, like right now, like right, right now. And look her up. Yeah. Um, my favorite my favorite book though that I've read by her is is called Uninvited, and um, I'm not going to go into too much detail um, about it because I really really want you to read this book for mm. yourself because it is uh, it's extremely extremely good extremely mm-hmm. well written. But um, it's just talking about Lisa Turkers is just talking about um, living your life from a perspective of already being loved she calls it she calls it living loved you know especially when you feel insecure or less than or lonely and you know as a person who personally struggles with you know a lot of insecurity and anxiety that it just had a really significant and profound impact on me and how i can you know in the midst of those insecurities and those doubts and that anxiety i can still find peace in God and still live loved through God, even right. when I myself am insecure. And that, that was really, really impactful for me and just very beautifully written and very beautifully said. So, so like uh, parents out there of like older teenagers, particularly like older teenage girls, mm-hmm. that, would that be a good book for them to read? Do you think? Yes, absolutely. So, and, and so, and also like, if you know, young uh, co- college age, you know, college age girls, you know, uh, Anyway, if you're out there listening and you're and you're in that age range, that would be. I mean, anyone yeah. could read it. It would be awesome mm-hmm. for anyone. But I just know that sometimes there's a lot of folks in that older teenage, mm-hmm. you know, world, uh, particularly girls that are really struggling with self-image in a, yeah. in a really mm-hmm. in a really tough way. So, um, so uh, so that's a good recommendation. If mm-hmm. uh, if you have someone in your life like that, you might pick the book up and give it to them to read too. So read mm-hmm. it with them. How about that? Commit to read it with them. <laughs> so. Um, I'm going to suggest one other one and I'm the, I'm, you guys are doing all the Christian fiction and I'm going totally the other, other direction so, <laughs> on purpose, but, uh, there's a, a book I read and I actually read it in seminary though, but, uh, it's called blink the power of thinking without thinking. And it's by Malcolm Gladwell. And, uh, and basically the book is about, it explores a lot about what goes on in our subconscious. Our brain takes in way more information in any given moment than we are aware of. Mm-hmm. And so, so sometimes, you know, sometimes our subconscious knows things about our situation that we don't, 
that we don't even consciously recognize or we don't even consciously know. And so he's talking about how to how to tap into that, how to tap into the, you know, that's what, you know, those gut feelings are, he would say sometimes. Of course, we also know that there's a leadership of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. involved mm-hmm. in all that. But um, but that's what those gut feelings are, those preconceived notions sometimes that we have. That's what he, he's saying, that they're based on that. There's a lot of research in the book, so you should read it. But, but also how to know when to trust your gut, right, and when to interrogate it, like when to mm-hmm. be like, wait a minute, you know, uh, should I really follow this? Should, is what my gut tells Because we also have preconceived notions, uh, and the book talks about this, how you know, we have preconceived notions about other people, about particularly other kinds of people, um, that are woven into us. It's, it's kind of like our, it's kind of like in our DNA to make preconceived, you know, preconceptions about other people, particularly those people that are different than us. That's, that was like a survival technique that we kind of developed over years. Right. So, um, so that's woven into our DNA, but it's not always good. It's not always helpful. Sometimes it can lead us to really, you know, destructive places and to hate and everything else. And so, so how do you know when to trust it and when to interrogate it? And so this is not from a Christian point of view at all. The book is not, um, but, but re- really some helpful stuff. I mean, I read it in one of my classes in seminary, in an ethics class in seminary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was really, really good, really helpful. So I would, I would suggest that one. Uh, I would also suggest One at a Time by Kyle mm-hmm. Eidelman. That is Christian nonfiction. Um, I would suggest that because uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about that, about that book or about at least the stuff that's in that book in, uh, in, in around our church because, uh, because uh, we, we really kind of believe that there's some stuff that's in there that, that reminds us of who we're supposed to be as the church. And so, uh, so, so we're, we're kind of, our leadership team's talking a lot about that and our youth group went through the study and some of our Sunday school classes have gone through it. But, but, uh, but we really believe there's some truths that, that, that Kyle pulls out of scripture that I, that I think are really helpful for us to, to reflect on and think about. So that's another one that I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's wrap it up a podcast because we're on a podcast. And let's talk about a couple of podcasts. Annie, why don't you kick us off with podcasts? I mean, obviously, I recommend our podcast. Yeah, hello. I mean, first things yeah, first. Listen to everything. Right and and you, people may not know, but all of our sermons are also, mm-hmm. uh, the messages are also in podcast form. And yeah. so if you search for First Shallow Water, you'll see also the messages on there too. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're traveling and you didn't get to come to church on Sunday, you can at least get the message in podcast form mm-hmm. and you can listen to that. You can also watch it on YouTube or you can watch on Facebook or wherever, but, but sometimes people need that podcast, right? So yeah, you can get it absolutely. that way too. All right, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely, like I listen to a bunch of podcasts and I have a bunch that I really love. One of my favorites is called The Grove Podcast. Okay. Um, it's by Shelly Giglio, so Louis yeah, Giglio's wife, yeah. um, and it's part of Passion City Church, but she pulls in all different women and just kind of talks to them about their life and kind Sweet. of what we do here on our podcast, she's kind of doing there and, yes. you know, in, what in lessons have form. you learned? Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Probably I mean, not as well as Obviously we're, doing we're it, better. She's but. doing it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really, it's been really cool to listen to and um, especially for, I think, like, young newlyweds or like young moms yeah. I think that it's really good to listen for she pulls in a bunch of people from that demographic um but even like I was listening to this in high school and it was super impactful for Sweet. me so yeah. it definitely like it's very raw very honest you know no one's trying to be holier than anyone else right. it's just real stories about what real women are going through and I love it a lot it's really good yeah that's cool uh, I uh, I like to listen to cautionary tales with Tim Harford uh, he's British guy, uh, but each episode is about uh, one or sometimes two different kind of scenarios where 
uh, people make a horrible mistake or do something that <laughs> fails miserably? And what are the lessons that we can learn from that? And so, mm-hmm. so I love that podcast. It gives me some great sermon illustrations, you know, for one thing, but also just really good to kind of, you know, listen to and learn from, you know, mistakes that other people have made. And so it, it's, it's, and it's fun. It's interesting mm-hmm. podcast. So it's really good. Carson, did you have one? Yeah, um, I have a so I have a subscription to the She Reads Truth. It's like yeah. Bible yes. app, yes. you know, a good one. study or <laughs> uh-huh. whatever. But they have a weekly podcast that comes out mm-hmm. on Monday, and it kind of goes along with the the devotional or study that they're doing at the time. Recently, they did um, Ephesians, so that's kind of mm-hmm. what the podcast sure. was about. So it's about you know all different kinds of things um, regarding you know scripture, you know faith, just. All, yeah, all over yeah. the map. So it's not really about one specific specific thing, but it is a really good resource to have. If you want to just, you mm-hmm. know, learn more about scripture, learn more about Jesus, learn more about God, learn more about your relationship with God, like all, all of that stuff and hear from and hear from other people, not again, not from a holier than thou mm-hmm. perspective, but just from like these are these are real people talking yeah. to real people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and th- yeah. you know, that one too you don't have to have a subscription mm-hmm. to listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. but but for those of you who are looking to figure out how you can build, how you can more regularly build a practice of engaging with scripture, she reads mm-hmm. truth and he reads truth. There's mm-hmm. also that those are two great programs that will really help you engage with scripture on a deeper level mm-hmm. and do it regularly. So I highly recommend both of those. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, Carson, uh, Annie, give me give me another one. Um, the Whoa, That's Good podcast by Sadie Robertson. Whoa, it, oh Sadie so Robertson. Yeah, all right. she just all throughout the podcast, she's like, Whoa, that's good. You yeah. know, like just good, <laughs> good talk. Um, but she pulls in all different kinds of people, like Bob Goff or Louis Giglio, yeah, people right. like that. Um, and just kind of the same thing, talk about their faith journey and talk about stories and where they saw God in those stories. And it's just really interesting to get to hear all of these cool things. You know, Bob Goff, he writes all these books and you read all these cool stories that he goes through and then just to hear his like personal experience with them. It's really cool. Um, so I really recommend that one, especially for like teenagers. I think that's a very, that's a really good, um, she's kind of in that, like just out of that demographic, Uh she's in her twenties. Yeah. Like young adult kind of. Yeah. 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 But I definitely recommend that one. She's still hip, you know, she has absolutely yeah well and you i mean we didn't even mention love does which is a book by bob goff Mm -hmm. uh we should have mentioned that one that's a fantastic book and it's easy to read it's a would be great summer reading for somebody out there yeah definitely um i i like the carrie uh the carrie newhoff leadership podcast so uh and i know you you, some of you out there listening you thought okay nerd alert you know but uh we heard carrie newhoff at right now uh media conference he's a he's a pastor former pastor um, and, and does a lot of leadership stuff now and, uh, but, but just really loves the Lord and the podcast is, uh, you know, he interviewing different kinds of people and with a focus on how do we be, how can we be more effective leaders? So for those of you out there who are trying to lead your, you know, in, in your workplace or, uh, or even in your family, like there's a lot of really great stuff, um, in the church, you know, there's a lot of really great stuff in this podcast that I think are really, that, that would be really interesting, fascinating for you. So that's a really good, that's a really good, uh, podcast um and then i would also throw out uh, uh speaking of nerd alert american history tellers <laughs> so the, they'll have like a you know a whole a whole little like six or eight season you know podcast that six or eight episode you know season that's kind of focused on a, a particular moment in american history and really kind of unpacking that I, I really i love history and so i love that 
So, uh, so that's another good one. What about you, Annie? Was there another one that you, um, yeah, there's this one, it's a specific episode, so it's not um, like it. an okay. actual podcast, but it's from Harris Creek Baptist church. Okay. Um, and it's called generational baggage and it's yeah. basically talking about if we're not careful, like we may be carrying some things that our parents go through. Like we may be carrying our great, great grandmother's pride with us you sure, know, because right. it's what we grew up with. It's what we're around or our like grandpa's anger or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just intentionally seeking to drop the baggage and intentionally yes. seeking to live a life um, that resembles Christ, you know, and leaving those things behind and how to do that. And that's not saying that every family has that. And it's not saying that everyone's necessarily carrying that, but if you are, this is a great podcast to listen to, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, has gotten a lot of pub, uh, lately, but that one's a really good podcast. And mm-hmm. it's about, it's about how, how, how even the best intentions can go horribly wrong when we, you know, when we're not really rooted in the humility of Christ and mm-hmm. when we're not mm-hmm. rooted in the truths of scripture. And so, so, uh, so I recommend that one too. It's kind of painful yeah. to listen to as people, <laughs> as a pastor, mm-hmm. like there's so many moments in there where I'm like, gosh, I, that could have been me. I could have done that. You mm-hmm. know, I've, and so, uh, but, but that's a, that's a really good, uh, a really, really good podcast and very well done by Christianity today. They have a whole family of podcasts. I listened to Russell Moore has a podcast that he produced for Christianity today that I think is really good. And I listen to mm-hmm. it sometimes. And so, uh, anyway, uh, lots of the, lots of really good stuff out there for podcasts. Anything else that you guys want to? Anything that that you were burning to share? Uh, a book or a podcast or something that you had on your list that you didn't get to talk about that you want to throw it out? It's your last chance. Well, I mean, the last book I would I would probably mention is um the Bible. By, oh, by, nicely yeah. done, Carson. By God, one. Sunday school <laughs> answer. Yeah, look at you. So yeah. <laughs> I felt like we should include that yes, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, so there it yeah, is. Yeah, that's good. Thank <laughs> you for that, Carson. A lot of truth to that, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the one of our all problems is that we engage with all kinds of media, but we don't mm-hmm. often engage with the truths of God's word. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so how about this summer we 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 build in a practice of regularly engaging with Scripture? We've given you some ideas on how to do that here on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, but also the YouVersion Bible app. There's a lot of of great. Uh, Bible plans and all kinds of stuff on there that can help you mm-hmm. engage with scripture. So, uh, so make sure that you check those out. That'd be a great thing to do this summer. Any, mm-hmm. anything for you, anything you haven't mentioned yet that you feel like we need to throw out there? I don't think so. Carson, that was too much of a mic drop, wasn't it? She just kind of like, she finished the it Bible. Well. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. It's Whatever. What it's yeah. what you get for calling me squirt. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's right. Have, I guess yeah. that's payback for, for doing that. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, ladies, thank you for joining, uh, joining me on the podcast today. Uh, all of you who are listening, we hope that uh, in all of this talk, you have found a couple of things uh, that you might want to take a look at. We're going to try to put... Um, some of some links to some of the stuff we talked about in the show notes probably won't probably won't have all of it, uh, but uh, we'll try to put links to some of it in the show notes so uh, so that you can real easily find some of the things that we talked about today. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it and uh, and uh, listen, hang tight. Some of you have been like, you know. I've been going out every Wednesday and it's not out there. What's going on with the podcast? Well, we're just taking a break. We just, because we've got to do, we've got to get some recorded and then, and then we'll start it up again here in a couple of weeks, but we needed some time to kind of, to kind of get, get some done. And, uh, and, uh, and it'll be coming back in July. We've got youth camp coming up and children's camp coming up. And so we needed, a, we needed to take a break so that we could get some, 
get some recorded and we'll start back again in July. So hang in there, everybody. All right. The podcast is coming back. Thank you for your listening and thank you for your support. Um, and we will see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.